Well, good afternoon, everyone. So happy you're with us for the chat today. I'm your host, Rod Henry, and I can't tell you how absolutely delighted I am to introduce to you uh, the guests that I have with me today. Introduce uh, many of you in this region are, are familiar with Eddie Turner. And uh, Eddie, golly, buddy, it's good to see you. It is so good to see you. It's been a long man, time oh, since man. those 7 a.m. Uh, radio <laughs> shows back on Life 16 yeah. Radio on top of Buck Mountain in that man, trailer many years ago. We haven't been in a radio studio together for 30 years. <laughs> Has it been 30 it's years? It's been over 30 years. And we are so much better looking than we used well, to be. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because we finally got light in the studio. <laughs> it is. Uh, those of you listening who, who know Pastor Eddie, of course, came to Cookville to pastor Trinity Assembly, mm. a, uh, at that time, a, a small church, but by your own, as we got to know each other, that were had many challenges. Right. And Eddie, you you had, if memory serves, uh, you had served as youth pastor in other places, mm-hmm. but uh, had never been a senior lead pastor anywhere. So it was your first rodeo in terms of doing that. Yeah, the, uh, the Assemblies of God sent me up here to Trinity in Allgood and said, uh, you know, it's in, it's in bad shape. Uh, you're wanting a pastor. Let's... Let's give you one that if it goes under, don't worry about it. We're going to close it anyway. And, really? Uh, was oh, that yeah. the message you got? Oh, that's the message I, I got. They were, they were struggling financially. And, oh, yeah. And they'd already told me, they said, you know, you want a pastor, so go give it a shot. And, uh, you know, when I was 25. My wife was 22. So uh, it's not like uh, strong, established churches want to take a chance on young, unproven pastors. So I Amanda and I pulled into Allgood, Tennessee in September of 1983 Wow! in an open-top bean truck because the church, <laughs> we didn't have enough money to move us, so we borrowed a bean truck. A bean truck. A bean truck, an open-top bean truck from West Tennessee in the little com- farming community we were pa- youth pastors in, and one of the farmers let us borrow an open-top bean truck, and we put everything we owned in that open-top bean truck and moved to Allgood, Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> and you know, and I, and and, I, and of course, I want to tell you. You've just got a, had a book come out in the last few weeks. We mm-hmm. want to. We sure want to talk about that. But I want to come back. I mean, it's just. And then when you got here, your first pastorate, really. Um, you know, things. I mean, the Lord used you and your team in a mighty way. As Trinity Assembly just just became a blessing to the whole region. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just incredible as I look back on it. What happened there? And I want to talk about that some, Eddie. But but. I want, let me ask you this question because this is what we like to cover on on, on the show. The chat. How did how did you come to the decision? How did you how did you know that not only you're supposed to come to all good, but how did you know that you're supposed to be in ministry? How did mm. you when did you come to that? And say this is what I'm supposed to do in my life. How did that happen? Yeah, that's a great question. My uh, my grandfather was pastor uh, back in the days where pastors cut the yard, they cleaned the church, they did it all. And grandmother worked in the nursery. My mama was the organist. My dad was a deacon. My uncle was the song leader. Back then, they were called song leaders. Now they're called worship pastors and get paid $75,000 a year. (laughs) (laughs) And they got paid $50 a week. Yeah, and they didn't get that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But uh, so I grew up in church, and I just always knew in my heart that I wanted to be what my grandfather was a pastor. You knew that always? I always knew it in my heart. I knew it in my heart. And, uh, uh, every, every I, I went with him to clean the church. I went with him on hospital visits. 
he kind of, him and my grandmother kind of raised me, so I was around the church all my life, and I just knew it in my heart that I was supposed to do. Now, when I got older and realized they didn't make any money, I just <laughs> I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. But running from God is never a good place you want to be. No. And uh, so uh, I tried to get in the funeral business. In fact, I worked my way through college in the funeral business because then you could still wear a suit. Back then, preachers wore suits. Yeah. <laughs> you could still wear a suit, and they paid you, yeah, sure. and, and you were ministering to people. Yeah. So I, I did that. In fact, I was an apprentice embalmer. Were you and, really? Oh, man. I didn't yeah, know no, that. Oh, yeah, the last to let you down. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it uh, it was a good experience for me, and I learned a lot about dealing with people. Sure. So, they were going through a really We were going through time. a tough time. And uh, so I just always knew it, and, and then I, I ended up going to Belmont uh, College. and in the ba- It was a Baptist college back then, Belmont mm-hmm. University now. And I studied uh, ministry because they had a religion department. And I just always knew it, and uh, and then Amanda and I got married right after graduation from college in our first assignment with youth pastor, and we were youth pastor for three years at two different churches, and then the call came: uh, "You want a pastor? We got a church. We got a project for you in All Good, Tennessee." So you roll into All Good, and and what the date, month, again, the year? What was September it? of nineteen eighty three? September nineteen eighty three. Uh, and and there's Trinity Assembly. Now we know the <laughs> Trinity Assembly of today. Oh yeah. But back in those days, it had twenty five, twenty six people attending. It had thirty people. Third. Oh wow. Yeah, That's thirty people. It yeah, had thirty people. Thirty people. And probably, and I don't know, but I'm sure maybe the offerings weren't enough to pay the rent. I, I don't. Well, know. if we got f- the the banker First Tennessee, uh, Ken Brown, uh, I don't think he's uh, living anymore, but he uh, he uh, used to call me every Monday. And want to know what the offerings were because <laughs> not be, not sure because he is interested in the work of the Lord. He wanted to make sure we paid the the mortgage payment, <laughs> and uh, the payment was thirteen eighty seven forty three a month. And if we brought in five hundred dollars a week in the offerings, he knew he could the the mortgage payment would be paid. And uh, so we averaged about five hundred dollars a week. So the first year, uh, twenty six thousand dollars came in that paid the. Uh, Mortgage payment, the utilities, all of the insurance, and left very little for the uh, for the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, wow! There's so we got about a minute and a half left in this segment. But what happened? I mean, it, I mean, it just things like that don't happen. You go, you go from thirty people, and it seemed like maybe it didn't seem like that to you, but the community all of a sudden there's hundreds of people. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I grew up, and the Lord began to work in me. It, 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 the revival didn't really take place in the community until it took place in me. Yeah. And when it took place in me and I started growing up and maturing, things started changing. Yeah. Well, now, so 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 here you are. I mean, obviously, you've never been a senior pastor before. <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a church with 30 people, barely making the rent. Uh, you're 25 years old. 25. Right. 25 years. No children at that point in time. And all of a sudden, I mean, I mean, did you? It was like that Chris Christopher's song, "Why Me, Lord?" Or, 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 or <laughs> well, there, Me, Lord. I tell you, I uh, I learned. I got went through the school of hard knocks real quickly and uh, learned a lot of things real quick. And you either you either thrive or survive. Yeah. And I decided I was going to thrive. Yeah. And uh, so, so the church, when we come back to, I want to talk a little bit about some radio that you and I've done in the past. That was where Just fun touch days. on that because, because we did have some great time. As a matter of fact, uh, this show airs on 94.1 FM. It also airs on 
AM 1600. Oh, wow. Which was the frequency that you and I are on. And the call letters were then WWRT, and the station was called Life 16. Life 16. So it's interesting that we're back on the same frequency that we were 30 years ago. What goes around comes around. <laughs> it does. <laughs> hey, my guest is Pastor Eddie Turner. Stay with us. We're back in a moment. Hey, we're back on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. My guest is my longtime friend, Pastor Eddie Turner, who, by the way, I need to say this, Eddie, you have just uh, you've just joined the staff at Life Church. Right, uh, right Life Church. Yeah, Bobby Davis, Pastor Bobby Davis, who I gave him his shot in ministry. He was my college pastor yeah. at, at Trinity. Uh, Chi Alpha? Yeah, Chi Alpha, and uh, he helped me build that uh, many years ago. And he uh, asked me back this past summer, summer of 20, he said, Pastor, what do you got going? I said, well... I'm getting ready to do this service. We were at a service. Yeah. He said, no, I'm not I'm talking about what do you got going for your future. I said, well, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to be 63. I think I need to just slope back it back a little bit. I've got a book coming out and traveling with that. And he said, won't you come back and help me and, and serve as my teaching pastor and help me train my young staff? So um, Amanda and I prayed about it. And, of course, Bobby is just one of a kind. Yeah, he he's, really is. He's remarkable. and. And we've been back now about six weeks. And, you know, I, he said, I, I just need you to help me out. But over the last six weeks, I've preached three weekends. I thought, man, this ain't helping you. I, you, I didn't know you was going to turn it over to me. I thought <laughs> I, thought I was going to help you. I was supposed to slow down. That's not, right. That's you know, right. they That's do four church services a, a weekend. Yeah, you do Saturday night three on Sunday. Three right? on Sunday. Wow. Man, I'm telling you, he's working me to death. <laughs> you get down here, you don't know. I, my, my uncle used to say, working me like a barred mule. Yeah. Something like that. You know, I remember. And I won't touch this, but and then I want to get into this wonderful book that you've just written and, and got published. Um, you know, you, we were talking about Live 16 Radio, Christian Radio Station. It was AM, AM 16, and uh, and uh, I was a partner in that station. And you had, as Pastor Trinity, you had a show, a program on that called Winner's Workshop. Winner's Workshop. And it was 15 minutes every day, and there's a great story behind the time. I, I remember how the time came about, that you, the time frame that you had. But but Bill Penn, who was a part of this station for a long time, we, we were we wanted to do we were wanting to do a live show that that had some music in it, that had some commentary in it, that had scripture in it, and actually where we'd go on uh, and talk and take take prayer requests live mm-hmm. on the air. Want to do all those things, a variety show, if you would. So we're getting ready to do the very first day of that show. And Bill's over there on the other side of the glass, and I'm sitting down, and you walk in. You walk in the station to record your winner's workshop. That's service. right. It was and an you, accident. Yeah, just, you just walked right in the door, and I remember you said, what you doing? And I said, sit down. You sure did. <laughs> and you said, and you sat down with a microphone right there, and, and we signed a show on there that day called A God's Finest Hour. Right. And and, and it became what we wanted to become. It became we, enter, we, we, we did scripture, we did commentary, we did teaching, we took calls on the the air prayer request on the air and that and and you were there every day faithfully and and that the my memories of that show and you and i working together back in the 80s right were so are so wonderful and exactly uh just like you told it i was bringing i was coming up there to do uh, radio taping for a little program that i had called winner's workshop and I walked in, and y'all were doing that. It just went down, just like you said. Yeah. And I remember saying, "What are you guys doing?" You said, "Sit down here and listen." And <laughs> it was what we do that three years, Monday through yeah. Friday, for yeah. every morning, for three years. And I, I've never had the opportunity to tell you this publicly. Maybe it did years ago, uh, but uh, that exposure to a young a young preacher who was new to a community, wasn't raised here, but the exposure that you gave me every morning just to listen to people's prayer requests, to pray with people, 
uh, we you said we wanted a variety show. Of course, we didn't know we was getting a dog and pony show. <laughs> <laughs> but the exposure you gave uh, to to my ministry and which in turn Trinity helped get the name out that there was a church in all good that loved people and wanted to help people. And I credit so much of our beginning explosion there uh, to Life 16 Radio and to God's Finest Hour and Dwight Henry. Uh, you have always been a dear friend and always believed in me. Even when nobody knew who I was, you believed in me, and I am forever grateful. Well, that's kind of you say. You don't you don't want me tearing up here on the air, do you? But, well, you but know. I appreciate Thank sure. you. That, I know that comes from the heart. And, sure. and you were such a vital part of God's finest hour. And, and just, I mean, the way it happened, you sat down, and three years later we were still doing it. And, and, and the and dozens got, of people that would call every oh, yeah, day yeah. with serious prayer requests, people on their way to surgeries would call in, and Bill Penn was such a champion. Oh, oh what yeah. a champion he was. Producer, yeah, he's with the Lord now. Yeah. Part of this station for a long time, but those are great days and Wonderful great memories. memories, and I appreciate your being a part of it. And in the meantime, you know, Trinity, I mean, Trinity – by the grace of God, his ability working through you to help you do things you couldn't do, you know, begin to explode in terms of membership and ministry and ends up touching the whole region. I mean, it was just, it was an incredible time. Yeah, it really, it, it was a season of my life that I, I've not had repeated. And probably in, in you know, a town of 2000 in which the church uh, becomes attendance larger than the population yeah. in the town. And uh, that isn't very rarely done nowadays. And and uh, we just rode that thing with the presence of God and wonderful people. The people of Cookville, the people of All Good, the people of the Upper Cumberland are the most wonderful people in all the world. And that's one of the main reasons, our, even though we've been around the world since leaving in 2003, we left in 2003. We were at tw- Trinity for 20 years, and we left at 2003, but our heart never left. Because the relationships were so rich, the friendships were so loyal. Uh, the the community here is one of a kind. And Amanda and I have been literally around the world in many, many dozens and dozens of countries of the world and preached the gospel. But our heart always came back to all good in Cookville. And it's just wonderful to be able to finish our race up yeah, here at home. I'm so happy that you and Amanda are back Thanks. here. You know, you've, I think the position of superintendent for the Assembly of God, the state uh, overseer in essence, and then pastored in the Murfreesboro area at Family Worship Center. I visited your church up there a couple of years ago at Christmas time when Sandy Patty was in concert. Right. And I know, I mean, they would, and uh, and I remember walking in, and before I, I'd seen you that evening, uh, a couple of, I was, I said, yeah, I've known your pastor for a long time. And they, they just couldn't say enough wonderful things about you. I well, mean, right there, just walking, oh, you're so happy to have me, such a blessing to us. I know they were sad when you, when you, you step back, but uh, you had a great ministry there at Family Worship Center. Yeah, we had a great time. We left Trinity. We, we didn't want to leave. It's the hardest thing I ever did in 2003. Our heart was here. Our children were raised here. And we became the overseers for the Assemblies of God for the state of Tennessee. I had 225 churches. I was over and 650 ministers. And I'm going to tell you, that that right there is enough to send a guy on the over the edge <laughs> <laughs> more than you can say grace over right? that's exactly right but it was a great learning experience and after five years of religious uh, administration i decided uh wanted to get back to the local church so that's the reason we went to murfreesboro and what we want to talk about in the next segment uh pastor Eddie, is is this book that you've written out of a personal experience in your life conquering the chaos in your mind uh and uh and there's so much um 
there's so much good stuff in there because, I, and I know a, a, a thought that you had there is that uh, the, quali- the uh, quality of life is discerned by the quality of your thought life. Mm-hmm. Everything begins with a thought. Right. And I know you've had some wonderful things to say about that in your book, and we'll talk about that when we return. Great. Stay with us. My guest, Pastor Eddie Turner, on the chat. We'll be right back. Thanks for staying with us. It's the chat. Your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Eddie Turner. Pastor Eddie, I want to get to this book that has already blessed so many people, Conquering the Chaos in Your Mind. It's about what we think and how we think. Talk about how that came to be. Talk about the personal experience in your life uh, that brought this book about. Uh, Conquering the Chaos in Your Mind. Uh, It took place, the whole setting, uh, the information of the book took place right there in all good Tennessee at Trinity Assembly. I was in 19, November of 1986, I was driving down Highway 111 and, uh, it was a good day and just out of the clear blue, a, what I call a rogue thought, a terrible thought, a hideous thought popped into my mind. And that thought was simply, um, you must be demon possessed. And, uh, I, it, it stung me. I thought, where did that come from? I'm a preacher. I'm not demon possessed. Yeah. You know, I know a couple of preachers who are, but I'm, in, <laughs> I'm not one I'm not of them. <laughs> and uh, I kicked it out. And over uh, a period of two or three months, that thought just kept coming back. And uh, within three months, it had me. It literally grabbed me to the point that paranoia, fear, depression came upon me. And uh, I wouldn't leave my house. And uh, I became a prisoner in my own home. Uh, my wife would come get me on, would take me over to church on Sundays. I would preach and then I would leave and go home and go back in my house. And I lived with anxiety. My grandmother died in a mental institution. My aunt died after getting out of a mental institution. And my father had some of his own challenges in his adult life. Um, so that, um, that, chaos, that emotional chaos kind of ran in my family. I thought they were weak. I thought they were um, just need to suck it up and get over it. Back then in the 80s, compassion and care for the mentally uh, struggling was not as compassionate as it is now. And and it was very tabooed for a preacher to have problems with depression. Uh, So there was nobody to talk to. And it was through that journey of how the Lord taught me uh, and the deliverance and the things that the Lord has taught me through the years about how to uh, have peace of mind. And uh, that's how the book came about. Wow. So it's something that happened out of your personal experience and how God delivered you from that. And, yeah. how, and how you came. In case I forget, I know there are a lot of folks listening here who want to get their hands on a copy of that book. How can they best do that? You can go to my website, PastorEddieTurner.com, PastorEddieTurner.com, or it's available on Amazon. It's published by Harrison House. I was very, uh, I was just amazed and fortunate. I just got back from Sid Roth's TV taping. Uh, that'll be airing just next month. Sid Roth heard about my story. And um, it shows it's supernatural. Yeah, the, the show it's on Trinity broadcast. Yeah, the show it's supernatural because I had a couple of visitations from the Lord where the Lord appeared to me and taught me some things about the thought life. Um, and then He began to teach me things out of His Word through my personal experiences and what I went through with depression and how to overcome that. My mind was dealing with racing thoughts, anxiety, things of that nature, and how you can be free from that. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's a per- it's just my personal story, and it's just amazing what the book, 
how the exposure the book is getting, and it just lets us know that people are suffering. Did you know the average person thinks between 50,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day? Wow. They tell us 50,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Now, that's a lot of thoughts, especially since there's 86,400 seconds in a day. So the average person thinks an individual thought every 1.3 seconds. The problem is this, 54,000 of those thoughts are repetitive. Out of the 60,000 thoughts, 90% of them are the same thoughts. Now, if you and I think good thoughts 54,000 times a that's day, a good thing. that's a wonderful thing. You, think, you see why so many people, some people are cheery and got an up-tempo mood. But if you think 54,000 negative thoughts a day, you can see why depression, anxiety, mental disorder, uh, and why the state of Tennessee is leading the nation as far as prescription medication for anxiety. It's simply because we've got our thoughts focused on the wrong thing. Conquering the chaos in your mind. Pastor, I know there must be folks listening right right now that are dealing with that. There just has to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I've dealt with it. Uh, and I know uh, Give share with us a nugget or two. Uh, and I want them to get a copy of the book. I want you to repeat again how they can do that before the show's over. Share with us a nugget or two about where do you start on that journey to get free? What happened with you, and, and what would you say to the folks listening? Yeah, you know, it's in the Old Testament. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And when I, the Lord began opening the Word of God to me about how to control my thought life and how to begin controlling my thought life and understanding the power of the thought life. You know, our thoughts determine our direction in yeah. life. Not only do our thoughts determine our direction, our thought determines our thoughts determine the quality of our life. You know people who have nothing materially, but they have a good attitude, yeah. so they have great quality of life. But we both know individuals who have all the money, they more money than they can spend, but they're depressed all the time because it's simply because of the quality of their thought life. And then uh, thoughts are blueprints for actions. Once we realize that whatever thought we're thinking, that's the direction we're heading. Yeah. Thoughts are blueprints for actions. And then the truth that really set me on the course of freedom is that I do not have to take ownership of every thought that pops in my mind. Mm. I do not have to take ownership of every thought that pops in my mind. Satan operates in the arena of thought. That's how he tempts us. He's never come to your house in a red devil suit and a pitchfork and rung the doorbell and said, I'm going to destroy you. How does he tempt all of us? How does he depress all of us? Through thought life. Yeah. And we must learn the power of our thoughts. Well, we do move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's where our life moves. One more time, folks listening, how can they get a copy of this book? Conquering the Chaos in Your Mind. Go to Eddie Turner, PastorEddieTurner.com, PastorEddieTurner.com. Or you can t- type in Conquering the Chaos in Your Mind on Amazon, Books a Million, a Walmart's carrying it now, and uh, yeah, get a copy. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Boy, it is so good to be with you again. I'm honored to after, see you, my after friend. After 30 years of not being, being being in the same radio studio, it's it's so good to, to visit with you, talk to you, to talk about old times, to talk about this book, which I know it is going to be a blessing to hundreds, if not thousands, because in my own life, I'm, I'm like you. My dad died in a mental institution. My yeah. sisters, it's it's been, you know, and I, I was 
captive in my own home, I can really identify with that. And it's just about the something about the Word of God, the power of the Word of God, you know, will set you free. It will. It will yeah. And this, and you know, this studio is so nice. We got real microphones, real lights. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a candle in the corner like we did on that's, Buck Mountain yeah, in that or, trailer. Or a yardstick that's holding a transmitter <laughs> on the air. <laughs> Uh, but those are great days. Wonderful great days. days. Thank so, you. I'm honored to be here so today. So good to Thank see you, you again. And uh, we appreciate your being with us today. I uh, appreciate my good friend, Pastor Eddie Turner. He, again, is a uh, staff member now at Life Church. And uh, I know uh, you'll, you'll want to get over and hear him minister. As Pastor Bobby's kind of wearing you out right now. Yo, he's killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so glad you could be with us this afternoon and join us next week, same time, for The Chat.